0: Hello, and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Tuesday, October 2022. I'm Mike Cacciopoli. Okay, here we are. Here we are. Tuesday. Tuesday show. Big Tuesday show. Uh, What's going on? Let's see. What's on your mind? I'd like to know what's on your mind, too. Eventually. First, I'll tell you what's on my mind. Um, I was watching the news yesterday, and they were talking about how the Democrats are in trouble four weeks, actually four weeks from right now, four weeks from as I speak to you, we will probably know most of the results, hopefully. Four weeks from right at this moment, we'll probably know if the Republicans have taken over Congress. Hopefully that's the case. But they were talking about how the Democrats are in a lot of trouble and the way they're sinking in the polls. And it looks like now the Republicans are gaining momentum that they supposedly lost in the summer and that. People like Bernie Sanders are coming out and saying the Democrats have to, you know, while abortion is an issue, it's an important issue, we, uh, the Democrats can't, uh, they must not uh, uh, ignore crime and the economy. And what I want to ask Bernie is, how do the Democrats talk about the economy and crime? I don't, how, how do the Democrats talk about the economy and crime? How is it possible for them to talk about that and actually gain votes? <laughs> All they would do is lose votes if they talked about the economy and crime. Economy's in the shitter, crime is through the roof, and this has all taken place over the last two years while they've had total power, while they've had House, the Senate, and the Oval Office. If you ask people you're better off now than you were two years ago, they'll say no. Most people will say no. So how can the Democrats talk about real issues? They lose on them. That's why they're talking about abortion, and that's why they're talking about January 6th, And that's why they want to keep on talking about Trump, although he hasn't been president for two years, because they can't talk about the economy and crime. This is the way it works, Booby. When you control everything and we're in a world of shit, your party gets blamed for it. When you control everything and things are going great, your party takes the, the credit for it. That's the way it works. That's politics. I don't really care if your party is only 50% responsible, or if, uh, you know, someone said, well, Mike, but the uh, gas prices and the economy and inflation's bad all over the world. So Democrats aren't responsible for France and Germany. If it's a worldwide thing, why, would it, why aren't the Democrats saying it's a worldwide thing? You can't blame us. Well, I have a comeback for that. And my biggest comeback, I think my strongest comeback for that is, first of all, th- that would be a defense, that would be something, right? If the Democrats want to have some kind of defense on the economy and crime, they would they would say something like that. Well, it's it's everywhere. It's, it's worldwide. It's in Europe. So how can you blame American Democrats? Okay, but what I will say is, most of the world, including American Democrats, locked us down for a year, year and a half, depending on where you lived. Closed the schools. Closed small businesses created this economic anxiety. A lot of this economic anxiety we're feeling and the fact that the economy is in the shitter and, and, and people don't have jobs, people have jobs that they can live on. People don't want to work. Small businesses can't find people to hire. Half of them closed. They couldn't reopen. All this economic anxiety and problems and crime as well is mostly a result of the lockdowns. Right, Democrats will say COVID is responsible, but no, COVID is not responsible. A cold virus, a respiratory virus can cause this. Policies can cause this. People who institute policies that are destructive to the economy cause this. <clears throat> and American Democrats led the way on that. And yes, European countries, nation countries did it also, and they're also suffering for it now. But guess who didn't? Guess who was against it? Guess who didn't do it? Ron DeSantis, who's a Republican. Christine Nome, who's a Republican. I'll go on and on and on talking about Republican governors and mayors who were against it, who didn't lock down, who opened up very quickly if they did lock down, and their economies are thriving. So, yes, Democrats are responsible for what happened in this country. They locked us down. They were for lockdowns, they were for masking, they were for vaccine mandates, they were for small businesses having to close for a year, they were for giving people free money because they couldn't work, because they wouldn't they wouldn't let them work. They were for all of that stuff that led to this terrible economy that has led to crime going up, because what happens when the economy goes in the shit or people get desperate and they commit crime to survive. This is all a result of the Democrats' decisions since March of 2020. <clears throat> which is why people's lives before then were so much better. Which is why two years ago, people's lives were so much better. Three years ago, people's lives were so much better than they are now. But let's take a look. Once again, thank God for Ron DeSantis. Now, thank God for Christy Noem also, but South Dakota is a very small state and a very small economy. Florida is 21 million people, more people than New York, and a, very, a large economy, and a large economy when it comes to tourism. Let's look at the Ron DeSantis experiment. Let's look at the great shape Florida's in. Now you take Florida and the shape they're in economically, and that will be the rest of this country if we followed Ron DeSantis's lead, and not the Democratic, and didn't let 30 or 35 Democratic governors lock us down, and a Joe Biden who was cheering them on and, and continued that, that ideology when he took office. So you absolutely can blame Democrats for what's happened. Because Ron DeSantis proved you didn't have to do that. You didn't have to shoot yourself in the foot. You didn't have to make the cure worse than the disease. You didn't have to do that. And the Democrats did that. And European countries did that. Not Sweden, their economies. You see, if you take the Florida experiment and the Sweden experiment and other smaller countries that didn't do what most of the other countries in the world did and what democratic governors did, you see <clears throat> that their economy is much better off. That would be everybody if we followed the lead of Sweden, if we followed the lead of Ron DeSantis. But we didn't. They didn't. The Democrats are responsible for that. And you saw J.D. Vance in his great debate yesterday with Tim Ryan bring that up. And Tim Ryan, of course, wants to say, well, we can't just, let's stop pointing fingers. When, whenever, the, whenever someone says, let's stop pointing fingers, they're the ones who were wrong. They're the ones who the fingers would be pointed at. Believe me, if they were able to point fingers elsewhere, they wouldn't stay. Let's stop pointing fingers. So when someone says, stop pointing the finger at me, they're admitting they were wrong. Okay? They're admitting they're the bad guy. Okay, So Tim Ryan was part of the bad people. He's a Democrat. He was for all that shit. So none of this let's not point fingers garbage. Yes, let's not just point fingers. Let's have accountability. Real accountability. Real accountability when it comes to what these people did to us. And and, and the and the the reverberation effect, you know, the the, the 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 pebble in the in the in the water effect where it keeps going. That's what's happening now. It's going to keep going. It's going to get really, it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse, not better. Gas prices are going right back up again for the holidays. So this is the problem. This is the problem. And Democrats are indeed responsible for it. So really, they can't talk about the economy and they can't talk about crime. Because this is all their fault. It's all their fault. They were told, they were warned not to do this. But no, they had to do it because of Trump. They had to do it because DeSantis was doing the opposite. They had to do it. And they did it partly on spite, partly because they're dumb, partly because they love control, and partly just on spite. And this is the result. So yeah, Tim, you get a finger pointed in your face, up your nose, in your ass. You're responsible for it. And there needs to be real accountability, more than just losing in four weeks. Four weeks is just the beginning, the, the tip of the iceberg, the vanguard of the responsibility. There need to be hearings and trials and, and jail cells closing. That's what needs to happen. And I'm going to get more into this. We have a couple of big stories today. One was uh, brought up by Jay Bhattacharya, um, originally tweeted by Paul Thacker, who said that Weber Shandwick provides PR. Weber Shandwick is a PR company and they provide PR for Moderna and Pfizer, while also staffing the CDC's vaccine office. $50 million contract allows PR firm to be embedded at the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention in Atlanta as part of the Division of Viral Disease team. In a Weber-Shandwick blog, one employee wrote about addressing the COVID-19 pandemic and identified Weber-Shandwick clients working in COVID-19 vaccines. So what What Jay Bhattacharya, Dr. Jay, put up is it's hard to overstate the corruption inside the CDC that's been uncovered. The U.S. CDC is, in effect, acting like the marketing arm of big pharma, anti-science, anti- and not ethical and illegal. Once again, the sound of jail cells closing. Clay Travis brings up another good story here. A top Pfizer exec has admitted the company had no idea if their COVID shot would stop COVID transmission, despite everyone in the Biden administration claiming it would. How is this not fraud? We need lawsuits and criminal trials. Yes, we do over these COVID shots. So two big stories. The conflict of interest of the CDC being a marketing arm for Big Pharma, of course, not their job, just the opposite. And a top Pfizer exec admitting, well... Uh, we didn't know. There were, and my, my my response to that is they didn't know anything. It wasn't tested for guts. They didn't have anything in the testing. Okay. Like I say, I love Operation Warp Speed when I'm hungry at a diner. I want my hamburger warp speeded to me. I don't want my vaccines warp speeded because they have never been in the history of mankind warp speeded. They've been studied for years, five, eight, ten years until they perfect it. And they know in the short term and long term, it will do what it's supposed to do and not harm people. And the more and more we hear about this, there was just an article that they say 20 million people have been killed. Now, is that an exaggeration? Maybe. Maybe. We need to do more investigation to the real numbers of the people who are harmed and killed in the vaccine. But the more and more we hear about this, it's certainly a possibility that the number of deaths from this thing is in the millions, the millions. There needs to be more than pay- finger pointing. There needs to be prosecution. You know, I once went, I'm going to get to you, Joe, in a second. I once went to Alcatraz. You know, this you, something you do when you're living in San Francisco, I do it at least once. And I went to Alcatraz at night. I want the full effect of being there at nighttime. And I went on this Alcatraz at night tour. And one of the things they do in Alcatraz, when you go there on the tour, is they open and close the jail cells all at once. So you can hear the sound. And you hear the clanging sound that the jail cell's closing. And it's eerie, especially at night in the fog. That's the sound I want to hear behind Fauci. That's the sound I want to hear behind Walensky. Now it would have to go to court and the jury would have to decide on these things, but that's what I want the result to be. That's what Mike Caccioppoli wants the result to be. The juror of one wants the result to be. And they the more and more we're hearing about what they've done over the last two and a half years, the more I feel they deserve it. They certainly deserve prosecution. I mean they say they'll indict a ham sandwich What they've done is a lot worse than most people, than many people get indicted for. They need to be tried for this shit. Because the more and more we hear about it, the more disgusting it gets. And yes, the Democrats cheered on and supported every inch of this. Every inch of it. Every inch of lockdown. Every inch of closings. Every inch of school closing. Every inch of small business closing. Every inch of force masking. Every inch of vaccine mandates. Every inch of every inch of that shit they supported, and they should pay for it four weeks from this moment.
1: Hey, Joe, how are you? Hey, what's up, Mike? Um, can you hear me okay? You coming in loud and clear. Good. I mean, you laid out like, dude, you seem like a victim, like you're red, puffy, and sore from being like this you know you're a victim like dude at the end of the day nobody ever felt comfortable making transactions during a pandemic and you and your you know showing up like some know-it-all like in the element of capitalism and like you better have a good handshake between you and your customer and if there's a pandemic coming and you're saying Nah, dude don't worry about it. I can cough in your face, and you better get used to it. Like, dude, don't be a pussy. You can't show up with that asshole uh, attitude, Mike. Go who ahead. Said, who said that? Who, who? When did I say you face? You did. Could in you face? did. If, if like no, I didn't like say Joe. Pandemic, I never said that, when, Joe.
0: When did I say you can cough in someone's face?
1: When did I say that, Joe? Hey,
0: no, Mike, don't put you know words what? in my mouth. No, no you're
1: having pant. You're having fainting spells. About what are you talking about? Fainting. Make, hey, make, hey, sense. Mike, make a point. Mike, make a go. point. The economy was destroyed. People were Mike, killed. What do you mean? I'm Mike,
0: having don't fainting cry. spells. Don't cry. I'm going to try you and think about something. Joe. Don't People cry. were hurt by policies.
1: I'm having fainting spells. What are you talking about? Yeah, you're about? having fainting spells because you're not acknowledging the interaction between the public and the You're uh, not making
0: Captain any Lester. sense. The public responds. Joe, Mike. the public responds to what the politicians do, what the doctors and so-called experts say. Mike. The public responds to fear and hysteria. They were not told the truth. They were not Mike, given all the facts to make a decision, Joe. What don't you get about that? What, Mike, how much fainting. more do you need, Joe? Joe, Mike, how much more Mike, information do you need, Joe? How much more when evidence done, do you need, when Joe? When you're done
1: fainting, I'll answer, Mike. Go ahead.
0: This is the opposite of fainting. I'm yelling! At you. I'm yelling at you! I'm not fainting. I'm I yelling know, at you because you're being a naive idiot right now. No, I'm on not. Purpose. No, no, no. You're being Mike. a naive Mike. idiot on purpose, Mike. You know the facts. No, it's been three Mike. fucking years,
1: man. You know the facts. Here, here, I okay. Are you done? Because I'm Good. trying to make the – Mike. Hey, if you're if you're a capitalist, listen don't to put me. words in my mouth. Stop using no, terms no, that don't I mean anything. If. What do you mean capitalist? I said the word. If. What are you talking Mike. about?
0: What do you Mike, No, I no. Said, so what? No, Mike, no. What are you, Joe? Joe, 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 I said you're a communist,
1: in, Mike. You're a if communist. You're a capitalist, you, think you should all Mike, be submissive to me. the
0: government? You're a communist. You think the oh, government has the God, authority Mike, to tell us what to do Mike, in our lives, tripping, to dominate dude. our lives? Are you a
1: communist, Mike, Joe? You believe Mike, in China communism? Mike, if, if you can shut up for one second, I'll say, if you're a capitalist. Uh, you keep on. Uh,
0: Joe, you say capitalist one more time. I'm going to shut you off. I'm gonna turn you off you're, you're making it back because you're afraid,
1: dude. Make sense? Make you're, you're sense. afraid? You're gonna shut me off because you can't stop talking because I'm gonna challenge your bullshit. You're not saying anything, I Joe. Think. You're not saying anything. You're, you're coming up with no, no, no. Because because you sit, you can't shut your fucking fucking you, mouth, dude. Okay, Joe. I you can what, you shut Joe, up, Joe? Can Joe, you shut Joe, up,
0: Joe, Joe?
1: Can you shut up,
0: Joe? No, I can't shut up. I'm gonna keep talking. I can't shut up when you say stupid things like capitalists, you say choke. When did I ever say cough in someone's face and laugh at them? Did I ever say that? Someone else should call in. If I ever really said that, let me know. If I say it's okay to cough in someone's face, in a, what does that mean in a transaction? Cough in someone's face. I never said you can cough in someone's face in a transaction. It's illegal to cough or spit in someone's face. and It should be. But whoever said that? Whoever said that? I never said that. So when you put words in my mouth, when you lie about what I say, I have no problem if you don't lie about what I say. I simply said, Sweden and Florida showed us they are case studies of millions and millions of people, of governments that did it the right way. They are proof. There is proof. This is three years of evidence now. Florida's economy is booming. Sweden's economy is booming. Democratic states like New York and California are in the shitter with the economy, and they're in the shitter with crime. And it's because of the people who run those those states. It's because of the policies of those people. Soft on crime policies. Lockdown policies. Ending small businesses for a year and expecting they can just come back because you're an elitist pig. You're an elitist pig who doesn't know what small businesses have to go through, what a small business owner has to go through. Because you're an elitist on your high horse in the French laundry, full of hair gel and goop and goop. That's why. And those people are responsible. People are responsible for their actions in life. People are responsible for their actions when they have power and influence over others. And the Democratic governors had much power over everybody for two and a half years. They had the power to say, you can't go to school. You can't go to work. You can't open your business. A buff on ghoul. That's China. That's CCP. China Communist Party garbage. That's anti-American bile. And what happens when you do that? The economy goes in the shitter and crime goes up. Gas prices go up. Inflation goes from one under Trump to nine under Biden. That's what happens. There's a direct result of actions. A direct result of actions. Capitalism above on Google. Who do we go to next? Mike. Mike, how are
2: you? Yeah, hey, um, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, yeah, that Joe was a complete asshole. You should have hung up on him, like, within two seconds.
0: Well, it's just that when you just throw words out there, like, you're a capitalist, what does that even mean? What does that mean, I'm a capitalist? What does that mean? I believe that people should be able to, like, go to work, people should be able to open their small business, kids should be able to go to school. Yeah, I tell you what, Mike, let you speak in a second. If capitalism means that you should be able to open your small business, and the government can't say you can't do that for a year, if capitalism means my child can go to school and the government can't say, you can't go to school and see your friends for a year. Then you know what? I love capitalism. I'm a capitalist. Mike, go ahead.
2: Yeah, so just a few things. Um, I went to New York on vacation this last week and it was, you know, the four days of rain with the uh, remnants of Hurricane Ian. But I saw so many people wearing fucking masks in the rain in New York. It was (laughs) fucking ridiculous. These dumb motherfuckers. And then on the plane back from JFK to San Francisco, half the plane were still wearing fucking masks. You know, these fuckers, they're going to wear masks for the rest of their lives. They're just fucking morons. Right. And I wish I could have gone to vacation in Texas or Florida. Um, but yeah, these fucking liberal cucks and Fauci should be in fucking prison. You know, that piece of shit. And, you know, the fucking Newsom you know, shutting down schools and then his kids going to private schools with no masks and my kids can't go to school and then if they do, they have to wear masks. Fuck all these Democrats. The midterms are coming. It's going to be a red tsunami. These fucking Democrats, the Republicans will take the House, hopefully the Senate, have fucking dementia, diaper wearing, fuck Joe Biden, won't be able to do shit for two years. Those fuckers are just killing us with inflation. There's a fire and they just pour gasoline on it with their fucking... Inflation Reduction Act bullshit and the American Rescue Plan, all that shit, you know, is so fucking stupid. The Democrats are just retarded. Yep. I just can't stand them.
0: And Mike, what, what people, what so-called fake progressives, whatever, non-progressives, regressives like Joe, who consider themselves liberal or progressive, don't really seem to care about when they when they rant about capitalism and capitalism, what they don't really seem to care about, what they can't get through their thick skulls because of their narrative they must keep, is that the lockdowns the democratic policies all helped the wealthy they helped the they helped the uber capitalists they helped the millionaires and billionaires get more millions and billions while the middle class and lower class died because of this they don't seem to fucking get that how do they not get that
2: yeah and just a couple more things just um Just how disgusting these uh, rich white liberals are. I mean, when they got shipped off those uh, immigrants to uh, Martha's Vineyard, did you see how fast they got rid of them? I mean, they're the most racist people, rich white liberals. Yeah, they're the most
0: racist, disgusting people on earth. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. And I'm glad. And Ron DeSantis knew that. He knew it. Believe me, he knew it. He He said, I'm going to send these people. I'm going to send 50 fucking people, Okay. Forget the millions that Joe Biden has let. Forget the 2.1 million that Joe Biden's let in in 22 months. Record numbers. I'm going to send 50, five zero to Martha's Vineyard to these lovely liberals who love immigrants. They love immigration, and he said, he knew they would do this. He played them like a piano baby.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, they uh... did
0: exactly what he knew they were going to do because he knows liberals are phony. When you know a liberal's a phony. You know, they're phonies, you know, they're virtue signaling, fake phony frauds. You know, when you do something like that, they're not going to welcome these people. They're going to deny them. They're going to send them over to some military camp. He knew they would do that. He wanted to make them look like the hypocrites they are. And now the whole world knows what these hypocrites are. They they prove themselves.
2: Yeah. And just one more thing. The crime is just fucking out of control. You know, they need to start banning masks because these motherfuckers, you know, Mm -hmm. the 13 percent, they wear their fucking hoodies. They wear their fucking masks. You know, in, in New York and in San Francisco Bay Area, you know, these blacks are just fucking attacking Asians and the fucking media will not report on the blacks. I'm sorry, it's not racist, it's a fucking fact. If you look on social media, it's black people in hoodies and masks and they're just fucking, you know, attacking people. Well, Mike, don't the you know media the media doesn't say shit? like
0: they're wearing those masks because they're afraid of getting a cold, right?
2: Yeah. It's a fucking joke. They should be banned, you know. No <laughs> they're more not fucking afraid of getting a
0: shot. They're not afraid of getting shot and killed. They're not afraid of going to jail for the 85th time. But yeah, they're wearing those masks because they're afraid of getting a cold. Mike, they, yeah. of course these masks should be illegal. We, have, we, now have, we now have experts saying that these masks should be illegal now because they're actually being used now just to commit crimes and conceal their faces. Of, of course exactly. it should be. But you know what? The Democrats are between a rock and a hard place because they love masks. They love them, baby. They love them.
2: Yeah, yeah all right it was nice talking
0: to you mike mike thanks for the call i appreciate yeah. it right. thank you a little bit of sanity there with mike a little bit of sanity okay let me just uh do this here iggy iggy how's it going iggy
3: hey man yeah not too bad I'm feeling uh you you're you're a little uh bursting a blood vessel here so i thought i'd just give you a bit of support <laughs>
0: Oh, no, this is I live for this. I'm not bursting a blood vessel. I'm fine. You know, it's just, it's just you know, when, when people put words in my mouth, I don't like that. You know, yeah, people, I, mean, you know, the, 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 I mean, he said you'd said them. that you can cough in someone's face. Who said that? Has anyone ever said yeah. that?
3: I mean, one of the things going back to your original point, right? There's, there's two big splits or dichotomies. There's a big dichotomy here. One is that what was happening, what was happening and what was guaranteed to be on the economic cards before COVID. And the thing is that inflation economic collapse, the blowing up of the big system was pretty much going to happen at some point if you um, if you 'd followed economics for the last twenty odd years you know pre pre two thousand and eight the economy was fucked anyway you know you pr- printing printing and spending was guaranteed to in, in, in result in some kind of inflation right but the problem we 've got now is that all of the policy response to covid, which is generally totally bullshit. Has put uh, combined with the the economic problems before that pre existed, have put us into a situation now that no matter who takes over the reins, right? Yeah, their policy responses for what we can do are pretty limited. Mm. Um, so you know, essentially, it is to stop spending money on the war in in Ukraine, right? Essentially, reset all of the energy um, supply setup around the world and if they don't do that then essentially you're guaranteed to get a continuation of the economic fuckery that we've got right and i don't think you know i mean basically do you think that the republicans will stop doing the war fighting
0: as far as ukraine you mean is that what you mean no no the war thing though is there are very few people when it comes to the Ukraine, there are very few people who are on our side. I mean, most people love the money we're giving to them by hook, line and sinker that Russia is the evil doer and that the Ukraine is the good. Like, this is what really amazes me. And these people are so fucking stupid, is that I'm supposed to believe in the year 2022 that there's only one side to a war. There are two sides to every war. There are two sides to every war. Look, war is a very simple thing. It's, it's like, let's look at it as a sports team. I'm a Yankee fan. Someone else might be a Red Sox fan. Okay, there's no right and wrong between the Yankees and there's no like right. There's no like good, great, glorious team and evil team. I'm just a Yankee fan. That's my team. They're a Red Sox fan. That's their team. And we're both gonna die with our teams. And that's what war is. You take your side. You take your side. If it's your country, usually you take the side of your country. Even if your country like America is often on the wrong side of war, often, often. America has been the evildoer when it comes to war. But you're an American, and that's the patriarch thing, and that's your team, and you take their side. So with this Ukraine-Russia thing, it just, no, it's just ridiculous. And there's no war where one country is 100% right and the other country is 100% wrong, where one country is, is, is villainous and one country is pure. That's not the way it works, okay? It's not that easy. to for people to, And I see it on Fox, and I usually love what I see on Fox. But the people I like on Fox, most of them, except for Tucker Carlson, believe, and maybe Laura Ingraham a little bit, believe this shit. Sean Hannity believes this shit. Brian Kilmeade believes this shit. Most of them believe this crap that Russia's the evildoer and Ukraine. There's this poor victim. There's not one Nazi in Ukraine, they say. Give me a fucking break. It's ridiculous. it's It's such a childlike view of things. There's a good guy and a bad guy. It's war, man. Both sides are bad usually
3: yeah i mean so to where the thing i think we're in now though and this does play a bit into your sort of lib and dem uh, sorry republican dem thing is that um we're now trapped in a false attention um uh, a, a, yeah a false attention trap right so no matter who is moving forward with the policy, whether at the result of the, the end of this election or the the main primary presidential election coming up in a couple of years, um, if if the underlying policies don't change, arguing about the surface level policies of that are baked in, so you know crime, um, whatever whatever else, if if you if you're distracted by that, then. You, you let go of all of the big trajectory policy of essentially what does your country do? I mean, my country is pursuing um, a nonsensical um, anti-inflation strategy, which is, involves printing money and giving it to people who don't deserve it largely. right? That is guaranteed to increase inflation. And the raising of interest rates is... You know effectively that's that's no that should be no surprise, but raising interest rates when you actually are getting fuel inflation doesn't make any sense. We are literally huge amounts of our inflation, and the reason why business is stopping in the u k is because gas prices have gone up by five times, fuel prices have gone up by fifty percent right Changing interest rates doesn't change that price, and therefore that can interest rates cannot fix that form of inflation, but our government is doing it. That tells you two things: that either they're dumb, or they are pursuing a totally different pl- strategy, whilst telling you something else. And that's what's really going on. And the question really is: for your country and mine, what is the real strategy that anyone one government is pursuing? And it's not—it's not what we're being told. It's about trying to deliberately collapse the economies enough to then initiate. The next phase of what they want it to become, and that's what people need to pay attention to. I think.
0: Well, and what it comes down to is this whole idea of, as Joe's trying to say, in his own crazy way, this whole idea of the of the public being nervous over a pandemic, and conducting themselves in a certain way because of nervousness. Well, who made them nervous? It's the media that made them nervous. It's the politicians who made them nervous. If the media had presented it the way it should have been presented and the politicians had presented it as a way of being, this is the case. Just do this to protect yourself. Go about your business. What, what, what does your country say? What's the slogan? Stay calm and carry on. Mm-hmm. If they had said keep calm and carry on, if they had said that, people would have condemned themselves in a different way. The reason why people got so fearful and hysterical is because of what the media and the politicians did to them and told them. The lies they told them. That's why the public got so upset. I never blamed the public. I said I blamed the politicians. I Mm. blamed the quote unquote experts. I blamed the media for doing this to people. Look at what they've done to people. They're still wearing masks outdoors. That's what they've done to people.
3: Yeah, there's a, there's a thing there's this it's an EU MEP is now doing a video a uh, Rob Roos, he's got a video doing the rounds where he questioned um one of Pfizer's senior managers in in the Euro Parliament and said was the vaccine tested for transmission um, before it got injected into people and she said no. And, and literally, she says, we were we had to move at the speed of science. I mean, that that in itself is a totally meaningless phrase, right? So he's put this video out saying, see, look, they've just admitted that it was never t- tested for transmission, right? The thing is, I knew that two years ago because I read the FDA, EUA, and the MHRA's equivalent and the European Medical Agency's equivalent of the EUA. And I read it in there, and then I read the Pfizer publicly available um clinical trial stuff which was limited but it showed you it's literally said we have not tested this for transmission right Mm -hmm. now if i could read that two years ago then what is rob Bruce, this mep doing saying that he needed the the pfizer um uh executive to admit that in the in today in parliament or yesterday in parliament in order for that to be news, he should, if, he, if he is a capable MEP, he should have read the EU, the, the, the EMAs, MHRAs, EUAs, uh, the FDA's um, documentation two years ago. But he didn't, right? Mm-hmm. And that, that tells you that you are engaged or you are being engaged by political theatre that is actually based on a mixture of either incompetence or mm-hmm. deliberately misleading and and this is this is the thing i think that this is a deliberate collective um what we call in britain a sort of a pseudo reverse ferret right right people are trying to back out a little bit right Right. but they're trying to wrap it up as oh look now this information is coming out now we can see the truth it's like no this was true two years ago and and you just all ignored it and allowed this to happen
0: well what really gets me which which makes me really despise people like joe and there are a lot of them out there i don't want to just pick on him but he's the caller here he's the guy who who, who spoke but there are a lot of people like that no matter how they're hearing about how much they were hoodwinked no matter how much they keep hearing like i just i just told i just told joe he was listening that the cdc is in cahoots with big pharma
3: Hmm.
0: does people understand how disgusting that is how evil that is how illegal that is how disgusting it is that the cdc is in cahoots with big pharma that the cdc has become a, a pr arm of big pharma and we have proof of that We now have proof that the Pfizer guy knew they knew they had no testing to show that it was going to stop the spread. But they said it was going to don't people get why don't people get mad at the right people? That's my question. I don't know if you have an answer for that. It's kind of rhetorical. I understand. Why don't people get angry about this and get angry toward the right people?
3: Yeah. Okay. because most people that I, I know and speak to, no matter how clever they are, do not read the right information. So they they literally take their opinions from newspapers and very few of them look at source documentation. I always check with people now. What, what's the source documentation that you've read for that statement, particularly when it comes to like COVID or even when people are talking about what Putin said? I said, have you read the speech? What did the speech say? They don't know. Right. What did what did the document say from Pfizer? They don't know. And as soon as they admit that, then you can just immediately discard everything that's going to come out of their mouth after that. And that's the thing. So because they don't read source documentation, right, they have to effectively latch on to the thing that they read in the paper, which means that they're a fucking idiot, right? Because they're then immediately talking about stuff that doesn't make any sense. And that's the problem. Well,
0: see, my feeling is if you... If you're, and a lot of people do this, if you are one of those people that just go to the New York Times for all your information, if you just go to MSNBC or CNN for all your information, you're not, you're not informed. You're not a well-informed person. You're not. You are a person who listens to propaganda. You are a propagandized individual. And you really, your opinion to me means nothing. Your opinion to me, your opinion to me is not valid. It's not valid because you're just repeating, you're regurgitating propaganda. Yeah. That's all you're doing is regurgitating propaganda. And I can come, I can say, look, no, look, here's the study. Look, it's right here on Twitter, right here. This doctor just here, go to the Substack and read it. Or he'll hear, and they won't do it. They won't do it because they don't want to go outside their comfort zone of the narrative that they've lived with, that they've accepted and that they want to perpetuate.
3: Yeah, I mean, I've just shoved something in a link into the, a few links into the uh, chat, right? For when this gets published. Um, I think the last one I put in is a list of the FDA's page for just Pfizer, and it contains the EUA documentation. It goes back to December 2020, right? That tells you there, in December 2020, in January 2021, from just the FDA's documents on that page, that transmission was not checked, right? And that genotoxicity, carcinogenicity, mutagenicity were not checked. Mm -hmm. And it even tells you, I think, that fertility uh, effects were only minor tested against about eight Wistar Han rats. Right. Um, and even some of their offspring showed mm-hmm. uh, birth defects. And it says it all in there, right? And, yep. and if, 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 if So anyone who has failed to read that documentation when it came out in December 2020 and then injected themselves and then told them that it, itself, that it was either necessary, safe and effective or anything else, right, is, is basically a form of fucking idiot. On some level. Right. Well,
0: and and, and the whole idea, you
3: know,
0: when the when the when the when this house of cards falls on the vaccine, not not stopping the spread, everything else collapses. They can move the goalposts all they want and say, well, it makes you kind of sick, but not really sick. Take it. You'll be sick for three days instead of two, three and a half days. All this fucking bullshit. A movie, yeah. the Post, Their whole thing with lockdowns and mandates and everything was all based on the vaccine stopping COVID, ending COVID. We have to do these things until we get the miracle vaccine, and the yeah. miracle vaccine will make everything normal again. Everything was based on the lie that the vaccine would end COVID.
3: Period. Yeah, exactly. And so, so people who believe, who, who who people who will believe that where we are today is purely to do with the disease and not because of a the political response to a, a a a a an overhyped virus plus all of the shit that was guaranteed in the pipe for the last 25 years if they just believe it's to do with with covid then they are again idiotic right and wh- so when it comes to the economy and crime talk those people have no ability to understand or pass truth. So when it comes to being convinced who to vote for, those idiots will literally just follow narrative, right? And it'll just become a question of personality contest and narrative strength yeah. and, wh- and how much they, they read in, in, in whatever source of media. Because most people, lots of people don't do any analysis. Right. And that's the problem you've got. Absolutely.
0: There's, there's no doubt about it because... There's an ego thing here. I've talked about this and you've talked about it too. There's an ego hit that you take when you read something and you go, oh shit, I took that vaccine. No one wants to do that. No one wants to think, at the very least, no one wants to think they did all this, that's not going to do any good. But they really don't want to think they put something in their system that can harm them today, tomorrow, or three years from now. They don't want to, be- they don't want to believe that. I can understand that. I wouldn't want to believe that. I wouldn't want to believe that. But This is the fact. These are the facts that are coming out. You have to be able to accept them. At some point, you have to be able to accept them. Okay, And you can blame yourself for taking the vaccine. You can blame others. You can blame the government. They forced you, whatever you might be. But you have to at some point be able to accept these new facts and this evidence that's coming out. Now, people like myself said this is going to happen, but now we're actually getting real scientific data showing us this is happening, that the vaccines don't stop the spread, that they're causing heart ailments, that they're causing deaths and injuries. And this will probably continue on for the lifetime of everyone that took this damn fucking thing. But people just can't accept that. You don't want to believe that you were hoodwinked and you certainly want to believe you didn't want to believe you took poison that can that can harm you, right? Who would want to believe that? But at some point you got to come to face, you have to face the facts, right? Yeah. Right? Exactly. Get a diagnosis of cancer. You might not want to believe it, but there it is. That's reality. Now you deal with it. Now you deal with it. Now you put up a game plan. A game plan of some kind. These people don't want to accept reality, man. They want to live in this fantasy world of, oh, it all helped. Yes, it ended COVID. It made us all healthy. <laughs> what world are
3: they living in? Well, okay. So, so, an example of this, though, is going to be when people say, how do we get out of the economic problems that we've got or whatever? They'll go, they have to face the reality of well, where do you keep spending your money? You just spent nearly, you're, you're going to publicly spend about $80 billion, maybe even 100 on Ukraine, right? And and people are going to go, yeah, but we have to do that. It's like, no, you don't have to do that at all. And when you get into how much of that money is actually gone on traceable hardware, it's it's less than 20%, 25% a lot of that a lot of the money for ukraine is literally being um laundered out of your public purse into the hands of corporate thieves right and it doesn't even get turned into weapons it just gets palmed off on schemes right mm-hmm. and but then but then you go okay so anyone who's anyone who is supporting that spending bill who doesn't know where the money has gone i mean this is citizens or anyone in any part of the structure Anyone who supports that policy has to deal with the idea that what they just authorized in spending has had the massive opportunity cost of fixing anything else for anyone else in the US. So you could have all had a a total improvement to infrastructure, water supplies, um, other things for $80 billion, which would have actually helped your economy more than sending money to Ukraine. Right. But they won't believe that, will they? They won't deal with that.
0: They won't. They won't. They won't deal with it. They won't. You know, like I said, people are very stuck in, in their narrative. And that, that's what gets me more angry than anything else. It's like if you believed one thing two and a half years ago, OK, not everyone was as visionary as I was or some of us were. But to continue to push this crap, I just can't I'm not going to allow it on my show. I'm just not going to allow this crap on my show. I'm not. I mean, it's it's there's enough misinformation out there. This this show is about real information. It's my opinion too, obviously, but it's, there's a lot of real information here and I'm not going to take any more of this COVID, branch COVIDian crap sure. that that we've known now. We, we I mean, you have to, as an adult, you have to be able to be able to take in information and then change maybe what you thought prior. I've done that on many things, you know. Yeah, it's I, the, mean, I, I, I agree.
3: I'd agree with you that basically the point now is that if anyone comes back and says, oh, but we had to do that for COVID at the time because we didn't know, it's not, that in itself is untrue. I can pull out document after document saying it is, we knew what to do. We knew what to do 10 years before COVID because we all had pre-existing plans that would have worked and we just abandoned them. And Here's the 2006 research into SARS or 2009 research into SARS that shows that hydroxychloroquine works for that, blah, 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 right? Even Fauci's got his name on a paper that says hydroxychloroquine uh, is a potentially is, is effective against uh, SARS and therefore taxonomically SARS-CoV-2 is a similar. So it would be, would have been potentially, potentially equally worth looking at, right? There's all this stuff out there. So people who, who say... We we had to do these things because we didn't know, and it took us time to work out that we'd done the wrong thing. Is lying to themselves, right? But and and I don't think that those people should be tolerated. I think you have to put them in their place and say, no, you just believed bullshit and you didn't do any of the reading. And and if that makes, if that means you're stupid, then you're stupid. You know, and and be that brutal about it. But look, Daniel's on behind me, so I'm no. Uh, thank, I'm, I'm, you. thank
0: you, thanks, Iggy. I appreciate the call
3: as always. No worries, I, mate. Thank Take you. Easy, Okay. All right, Daniel.
0: Hey, Daniel, what's up? I know Joe was making you angry, too. I could tell.
4: Oh, uh, I I just want to say thanks for uh, Iggy's um, thoughtful opinions. Um, And Mike's. Yeah, um, and and Mike's. (laughs) And um, I just want to say as far as the Joes of this world, um, it's long past time to ignore them. Well, we we need to move in the next the next phase with respect to the Josephs world and this, that simply humiliate them shame them and we also more importantly need to move on from trying to convince the Josephs world of how much heinous harm that they and those they supported did to this world we don't need to convince them anymore it's crystal clear it's been crystal clear from the beginning they should never should have, but have parted from conventional epidemic uh, strategies it's just, it just simply should have never happened this wasn't there's was nothing unconventional about this should be, never should have happened to, to to have people have to relearn this lesson um that, that, is, that is these lessons that have been known for hundreds, in some case, thousands of years with respect to conventional epidemic strategy is just pathetic. We, we don't need to be arguing with these people anymore. We need to be holding the masters of the universe that that did this to us accountable. And we need to be humiliating the shit out of our fellow Americans, our fellow Brits, our fellow world, um, uh, those in our world community, We need to be humiliating the shit out of these people for what they did so they never forget, so that the history books never forget. We cannot allow this to move into phase two where they try to simply take the fight out of us, those of us that stood up and said no. We are not going through with this. No, we're not masking. No, we're not locking down our community. No, we're not taking this poorly tested vaccine and poorly effective vaccine that was never trialed for anything but severe illness. Not trial for transmission, not trialed for death even. Never trial for this. This has been known forever, and, and anybody with half a brain, anyone that was, well, anyone with any biological literacy whatsoever, any MD would have been able to tell you from the very beginning, and almost everyone did, that you should not expect this these vaccines yeah. prevent for transmission because they're only the they the only antigen that they that these back vaccines target was simply the spike protein. Uh, other other highly effective. Daniel. Vaccines, Daniel, I think, capsid.
0: Yeah. Daniel, I think you'll agree with me that the biggest perpetrators of evil are the media, because the media are the ones who the politicians spoke through, right? The, the media, media are the ones that people write. So, so yeah, right. Now, remember when these vaccines first came out? Remember the media? The media, and of course, Big Pharma put out the ads, I get it, but the media certainly played those ads because they're getting money from Big Pharma, put out ads that said these vaccines were safe and effective. Now, that ever, was there ever even one person in the media? Was there one person, do you remember one person asking them what safe and effective means?
4: No, I do not.
0: How safe? Wouldn't that be like the normal question for journalists with a fucking brain and a heart and a conscience to say how safe and how effective? What does safe mean and what does effective mean? Please go on. Please tell me. Please, please tell me. What does that mean? Now, the safe my See, if I was in the media, which I am, but if I was like in the real media, the journalism, I would say, okay, safe and effective. Does safe mean it won't kill one person? Not one person in this world will die from this vaccine? Is that what safe means? And if I asked that question, there's no way any of those people in Big Pharma would have been able to say, absolutely, yes, no one will die. They wouldn't have been... No, of course not. They wouldn't have been able... Why wasn't that question asked? Does safe... Most people in this country, the average person who's not into health or science, not a doctor, just your average American or average, you know, earthling, (laughs) would think safe means no harm, right? No harm, zero harm, safe, I'm safe. That's what the word safe means. I'm safe from harm. I'm safe from getting hurt. I'm safe. That word safe was a lie from day one. What does effective mean? What does effective mean? So if I'm a regular person and they're telling me the vaccines are important because it'll get us back to normal, I'm thinking effective means it's going to stop the spread. It's going to stop the spread. Once 70% of us are vaccinated, COVID goes away forever. That's what most people thought effective meant effective to most people didn't mean well I'll have a cold for 10 hours instead of a fucking 11 hours okay cuz most people if they were told that's the deal they say shove the vaccine up your ass but not one person in the media asked that question not one person in this fucking media said what does safe mean what does effective mean
4: how can you not ask that simple question from the very beginning it has been clear that safetyism was just another form of nihilism. And what, look, look where we have it today. Dr. Ashish Jha, the head of the uh, White House COVID Task Force, it's so-called, um, says this today. I quote, if you're up to date with your vaccines and if you get treated, if you have a breakthrough infection, your risk of dying from COVID is now close to zero, Jha said. That fucking piece of shit Your risk (laughs) from dying from COVID has always been close to zero. Of course. Of
0: course.
4: Most most people. All these fuckers can talk about is relative risk. Right. Absolute risk. You were always close to zero.
0: Yeah.
4: And that's because that's what sells vaccines is relative risk assessment. Yes, of course. Of course no 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 one no one in their in the right mind no no one with half an ounce of biological literacy, literacy bought this as being the zombie apocalypse ever. but they were sold you're sold this shit. You're sold masks, yeah. you're sold lockdowns, you're sold vaccines based on relative risk, when the absolute risk was minuscule.
0: Daniel, most people vac- every other vaccine before COVID, people got that vaccine because they didn't want to get that thing, that disease, right? People get the flu shot, so they don't get the flu. People got the polio vaccine, so they don't get polio. People get the chicken pox vaccine, so they don't get chicken pox. People get the whooping cough vaccine, so they don't get whooping cough. People get the shingles vaccine, so they don't got to deal with shingles, okay? That's the way vaccines work, okay? You and I know this. That's the way vaccines work. People get a
4: said vaccine, so they don't get said disease. That's why they bother to get it, okay? And this But what most people don't know, Mike, is that of those vaccines that you you just listed, they have various rates of efficacy with respect to preventing you from getting the disease. Chickenpox has a great rate of efficacy, excellent rate of efficacy. Go to influenza and it's far, 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 far worse. Each one of of the vaccines that are available for, for, for pediatric clinics and adult medicine has varying rates of efficacy. This is we should we should not treat vaccines and our immune systems as though they are these toy models that the lay media tried to present to us, where the only thing we had to worry about was antibodies. And that once you get a vaccine, it is totally some magic bullet that prevents transmission, infection, severe disease and death. Right. That is a childish toy model of what vaccines is. It's a childish toy model of what our immune systems are.
0: But they even lied about the efficacy of this vaccine. The numbers they were throwing out were ninety-five. Of course they did.
4: They lied in two thousand and nine when, with the swine flu epidemic, when they sold billions and billions of dollars with the vaccines across Europe, and they just lied in vials with nobody use them. And they thought about what we're going to do with these things—fill potholes.
3: Yeah,
0: I mean, even that lie in itself, that factual lie that we've known from two and a half from a year and a half ago to now, where the vaccines were pushed to 95 to 99 percent efficacy when their efficacy rate is what, 15, 20, if that much, that 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 incredible lie. People who told that lie should go to people who told that lie should go to jail. I mean, that that to me, that's that's a criminal offense.
4: The masters of the universe that were behind this shit, every single one of them, and many, many more, needs to go to jail. We have public health officials in every city and county in this, in these United States and across the world that needs to go to jail. That's why I'm saying the time for arguing with people like Joe is over. It's time for humiliating these people, and it's time for holding the masters of the universe accountable. And that's what I would really like to hear people discussing right, right now. Is how to hold these sons of bitches accountable and daughters of bitches accountable.
0: Well, you know, uh, according to Tim Ryan, we don't want to point fingers. We don't want to point fingers. We have to move past pointing fingers. You know what I mean? And
4: that's what they're going to do. That's what I said. Phase two, and this is, is trying to take the fight out of us. Right. We will try that. That's what they're going to try to do. And they're going to do this, oh, can't we just all sing Kumbaya now and forget it? And everyone makes mistakes is going to be something they're going to repeat over and over again. No mistake were made. Make no mistake about it. No mistakes were made. Well, my my, counts, my count will be very simple. Where they like the analogy or
0: not, my count will be very simple. Um, you don't mistakenly throw people into gas chambers. You know, would would that have been the excuse? It was a mistake. You know, we killed 18. We killed 10 million people. Just a mistake, Mike. It was a mistake. mistake. Let's move pants. Don't point the fingers. No, we don't want to point fingers. No, no, it's not a mistake. It's on purpose.
4: Yep. 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 Uh, Accusing uh, Saddam Hussein of having uh, biological chemical and nuclear weapons. Just a mistake allowing 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 the housing bubble to blow up in and, to blow up over 2003 to 2007 and not doing a damn thing about it just a mistake to allow the same thing with respect to the housing bubble happening right now or they're going to be saying oh that was just a mistake and we all missed it somehow and then the bond market they're going to pretend like that oh that all snuck up on us bullshit you have people like Schiller to warning people for the last 3 years about both of those things
0: Yes, absolutely. And there were people warning about this. It's not like they try to talk and we've mentioned this many times. They try to talk as though no one was warning. There was no counter. Now they tried to they tried to silence the counter voices. They tried to silence the Jay Bhattachary and the Marty McCarries and the McCullough's. They're true. And they're still silencing them. So it's not like there was no Great Barrington Declaration. Not like there weren't other doctors and scientists saying and other politicians like the saying, let's do this a different way. It's a mistake to do it this way. It's going to be harmful to do it this way. Trump came out from in April of 2020 and said, let's not make the cure worse than the disease. So even he said that. The president said that. So people were talking about doing it a different way. So it's took this total bullshit when they try to say everyone was in on the way they did it because they weren't. And the people who weren't were silenced purposely. For two
4: months, I spilled it. Mm-hmm. No exaggeration at all. I spent every single day calling the governor's office in early 2020, just as they started lockdowns, demanding that I be able to talk to the governor because I could not understand. And I was given my background that I'm an MD PhD and that I cannot understand why he is doing what he is doing and what he expects to get out of this. It simply made no sense whatsoever. Of course, I couldn't get through to him. They're only going to let a Kardashian talk to these people. Right, they're only going to yeah, yeah. let, let people that twerk talk to these people. This is all they're going to do. <laughs> the, nobody, nobody that has any real biological literacy, nobody that has any real knowledge, and depth and breadth of knowledge, aren't going to be able to talk to these people because they don't want to talk. We have, as you, as you said, the media is, is enemy number one here. When I heard Trump say that media is the enemy of the people, it infuriated me. Me too. Me too. It infuriated me because, to me, the fourth estate was, is our biggest protection. But right. the fourth estate fell down on the job. Absolutely. They fell down on the job in 2003 when they didn't do anything. When they the questions, all the softball questions and the non-questions with respect to the invasion of Iraq, they did nothing. And when, and when the housing bubble was blowing up, they did nothing. They pretended like a oh, housing bubble, what housing bubble? And then when this I- happened... Yeah, I mean, Trump, COVID Trump happens. Trump, yeah, Trump could they, have asked no questions. They asked right. no questions of Fauci.
0: Right. I just said they didn't, ask what safe and effect, they didn't ask what safe and effective means. Come on, man. But I mean, sure, Trump could have uh, put a different way. Trump could have said the, you know, but Trump put it his own way. He, he said the media is the enemy of the people. He could have said he could have added more to that and said the current media, the way they are. Exactly. Right. I wish he would have done
4: that. But he's still right. I wish he would have said that that we, ha- and I wish he would have outlined it and said very clearly and talked about Iraq and talked about the housing bubble and Great Recession and made it very clear to people instead of just making that blanket statement that the media is the enemy of people, because the media isn't the enemy of people. The fourth estate is our greatest hope in this country, along with democracy and the republic itself. That is what forms the basis of, of our society. Right. And if, if we can't trust the fourth estate if we can't depend on that, who the fuck can we depend on? Well, we can't depend on this fourth estate. That's why when it comes to this accountability that I'm talking about, they're the first half that has to go. We need a fourth estate. We need a new fourth estate. We need a fourth estate that has accountability. These sons of bitches, these daughters of bitches need to be held accountable. <laughs> sons
0: and daughters of bitches. I like that. But, you know, it's, what, I, what I've what always said is I think jur- bad journalism, poor, lazy journalism biased journalism is the enemy of the people i think that's exactly. good, that's a good specific statement that will always be true that will always be true i fight. think that's
4: yeah. thanks for fighting the good fight and we are going to fight this until well we I- win. i'm not
0: going to shut up and neither are you right when, well i'm not going to go if away
4: and you're not going to go so. we're fighting it we're fighting it till you win i'm fighting it to my death um thank you and i'm going to say it a good night thanks so okay.
0: much Have a good night daniel thanks for the call i appreciate it Okay. All right. Well, what I want to read here quickly here is the um, story from Outkick from Ian Miller, the author of Unmasked. Everyone should buy that. If you listen to the show, you go on Amazon and buy Unmasked. Um, But here, Pfizer admits it had no idea if mRNA, I hate that fucking vaccine would prevent transmission. In a stunning turn of events, one of Pfizer's top executives admitted Monday that the pharma giant had no idea if the MNRA vaccine that Pfizer developed would prevent transmission of the virus. According to The Blaze, the company's president of international development markets, Janine Small, testified before the COVID, emphasis on Small, testified before the COVID committee of the European Parliament in place of CEO Albert Borla. Why didn't Borla, why didn't that scumbag show up? There was no word if Borla missed the event after testing positive for COVID. Can you make, you can't make this up, man. Despite his previous claims that his company's vaccine was 100 remember, Borla said 100% effective. One Dutch member of the European Parliament asked Small if she could provide evidence that Pfizer believed the vaccine would prevent transmission before it was released late, well, basically December of 2020. As quoted by the police, a member of Parliament specifically asked, was the Pfizer COVID vaccine tested on stopping the transmission of the virus before it entered the market? If not, please say it clearly. If yes, are you willing to share the data with us? That's when the executive admitted on the record that the vaccine mandates and passports imposed by governments worldwide were entirely unjustified. Regarding the question around, did we know about stopping immunization before it entered the market? No. Small continued, saying that the company was moving too quickly to answer that extremely important question. These, um, you know, we had to really move at the speed of science to really understand what is taking place in the market. And from that point of view, we had to do everything at risk. Uh, the, the Dutch politician summarized how governments claimed that getting vaccinated was a societal good that helped others not just. If you don't get vaccinated, you're antisocial. This is what the Dutch Prime Minister and Health Minister told us. You don't get vaccinated just for yourself, but also for others. You do it for all of society. That's what they said, Roos recounted. Today that turns out to be complete nonsense. Roos also said he found the re- revelations shocking, even criminal. Thank you. Yes, they are criminal. They are 100% criminal. All these people need to be prosecuted. They need to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. They need to be prosecuted the way people who rape people and kill people and loot should be prosecuted. They need to be held accountable. The finger needs to be pointed not at them, but at the jail cell. Go there. Go into that cell. Let me hear that clinging sound that i heard in alcatraz behind you tony fauci behind you albert borla this guy said they were this this scumbag gavone had the uh, had the balls to say they were going to be a hundred not 95 98 not even the the the, uh, the cliche 99 just to leave that one percent uncertainty he said 100 percent effective for that you go to jail you go to jail You don't make $80 billion a year. You don't live in a fucking mansion. You go to jail, Borla. Go to jail. I want his ass in jail. I feel like, what was that movie? The mafia movie? I want his family dead. I want him dead. I want him in jail. Not his family. I want him in jail. And I want Fauci in jail. And I want Walensky in jail. And Redfield. And Burks, And all of them. I sound like Howard Dean now. I should go, oh! At the end. Everyone can make fun of me for having passion. Oh, boy. But Borla was such a p- pussy. He didn't even attend this because suppose he had COVID yet again, which means he had a cold or nothing, obviously. Uh, oh, because of the vaccines, of course. If he didn't get the vaccine, he'd be dead in the ground. Yeah. Right. OK, of course. Um, can't prove that either, can they? No, of course not. Um, unju- oh, here's more. Is there more? Well, unjustified mandates. Obviously, yes. Everything that followed. Everything that followed was based on the vaccines stopping the spread, stopping transmission, meaning eventually ending COVID, right? That's what they were. So everything that happened, all the devastation, all the anxiety, everything, everything was done, happened because they said, we need to do these things until we get a vaccine. And this vaccine, as Borla said, will be 100% effective in ending COVID and getting us back to normal. He lied. He lied. He lied to push. This is once again why I laugh at these progressives. These big pharma scumbags lied to make money. And they talk about me being a capitalist. They supported this. They supported this uber death poison capitalism, which killed the middle class, which killed the poor even more than they've already been destroyed and made the wealthiest wealthier. That made the big pharma fat cats already wealthy, wealthier. That's why the vaccine was pushed to make them wealthier. And these progressives have a right to say, no, I'm a capitalist because I'm against that. Well, they kissed the ass of Big Pharma for three years. They're the good guys. They're the anti-capitalist. They kissed the ass of billionaire Big Pharma scumbag for three years, but I'm the capitalist. Does it make any sense? Make the world make sense. I want someone to make the world make sense for me. This is why I hate progressives now. This is why I despise progressives. This is why I hate myself ever being one. And why? Why did many of them do it? Trump derangement syndrome and selfishness. Trump derangement syndrome is number one, it's a mental disorder, it's a disease, and selfishness. Because they're afraid of their own welfare. Because of their own mortality, which create incredible... It was like the bullshit they peddled that people didn't wear masks and didn't get the vaccines were selfish. No, the people who push masks and vaccine mandates, they were the selfish ones. They were the selfish ones because they were afraid. They were afraid of their existence, their miserable existence of locking themselves up for two years like that schmuck Howard Stern. Because that's living, baby. Locking yourself up for two years, that's living, baby. Making ninety-year-olds who have maybe a year or two left in their lives spend it locked up behind closed doors, not seeing their family—that's great. That's so loving and caring, and so 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 selfless. Oh, they make me sick. They make me sick. They really do. Tomorrow, I'll even talk more about this and about the the uh, the CDC being the marketing arm. Uh, for the for the for big Pharma the CDC being the marketing arm for big Pharma and people still listened people still listen to this lowlife Walensky. hey William how you doing
5: hey brother I just woke up and caught the last very last minute what you're saying um, so I just want to make you aware during the Last couple of days there's some some shocking news regarding COVID that you may have covered. I don't know. I put in information in the live chat just now. Um here's this was in the expose yesterday. Experts estimate twenty million are already dead. <laughs> I'm not laughing. I just mentioned that like 10 minutes ago. Oh,
0: did you? Oh, yeah. you got to I saw the story that. come down, and I'm passing it on to people like Daniel, who are more experts in this field than I am. And, you know, it's that number is possible. It's mm. not totally verifiable. You know, we want real right. information here. We don't want to be like the left and give out phony information. However, however, we do know for sure, for sure it's causing a lot of injury and death, that it was neither safe nor effective. And I think that's the bottom line, whether it caused – Half a million people to die or 10 million people to get the myocarditis doesn't really, the number itself doesn't matter as much as the fact that it was lied, They we were lied to about the safety and effectiveness. And we weren't told the truth. We weren't told, let's say I'm making this number up. We weren't told. Well, there's a 37.2% chance you're going to get um, myocarditis from this. There's a 3.8% chance you'll die if you're between 18. and. We weren't told these things. They didn't give out this information on purpose because they knew people would not take the vaccine. Not enough people to make them billionaires 80 times over, you see, and they would have failed. So we weren't told. The bottom line is, Bill, we weren't told the truth. Now, the 20 million number. I mean, if that's true, if we can at some point in the near future verify that, which you know what? It wouldn't shock me if the number's that high eventually. That
5: is genocide, man, isn't it? Well, it is. You have to remember what they're doing here. They, see, Vares has has supposed to have been revamped for the last 20 years. Congress passed a bill. I'm trying to remember how long ago it was exactly to have to review, but at least 20 years ago, funding to update their vaccine adverse events reporting system because they know according to the um harvard pilgrim study that only one percent of adverse events approximately ever get reported that's I right, so heard that, of the that, harvard pilgrim so
0: that's that's how they extrapolate that number
5: right they said this yeah year- what they're saying is right, right. an estimated under reporting they take the numbers and then they, right, they, yeah, you get it. That's how they extrapolate that number. So we don't know exactly, but what we do know from prior vaccines, do you follow? that? Yeah. That's, 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 I didn't make up the Harvard Pilgrim report. No, I understand. We've taken other vaccines,
0: other adverse re- uh, side effects and deaths, that it's usually however many times more than what's reported.
5: Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. actually, if you take that into account, 40 times is is conservative do you follow me if you only report one percent you know so this is where i don't think i don't the problem is because there's and they they also compared the eu reporting system they kind of combine the two you know what i mean to come up with this number see what i'm
0: saying the the only thing i'm thinking i'm I'm just being a devil's advocate here the only problem is there has never been a vaccine that's been so shitty and bad as this one right so it's it's kind of like new territory isn't it
5: it's new territory Dr. Peter McCullough, early on with American Frontline Doctors, this cardiologist has like six the most published peer-reviewed doctor in America. Do you follow me? Maybe the world. Right, he right. He came right, out right. early on. He said, look, because he's been on review panels when they make decisions on whether to pull medications, do you say? And he said, normally when we see 25, 30 deaths in a vaccine, it gets pulled. 25, 30. Yeah. Total. Even, even a very small number gets pulled. Yes, absolutely.
0: Yes. Absolutely. This is
5: off the charts. This is what no, no, there's no there's no doubt
0: this vaccine never should have happened. Forget about being pulled. It never should have gone right. into circulation. It never gone into circulation. It never should have gone into circulation. That's the problem. And of course, as soon as there were any kind of death from this, they should have pulled it immediately.
5: Yeah, yeah. No, there's a couple more things. If you have I don't know what time you have left, but I got a couple more Go ahead. No, no, Bill, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So no. The schedule. We can also talk about all the things that they knew that were on, like, I, you know, I've shared that were, were on the PubMed Open Access Medical Journal back in 2010. Zinc and zinc ionophores yep. are effective versus COVID and are And if you read the text, even polio. So in other words, there, as you said, there was no need to roll this out because we know vitamin D3, uh, low levels of vitamin D3, zinc, zinc ionophores, Actually, even selenium and magnesium, Uh, men with HIV who had adequate levels of selenium and magnesium fared far better than those who didn't. So these things are all antiviral, is what I'm trying to say. Right, right. right. Yes. They're too poor. Most people who died, 50% were where? In nursing facilities where the food is commercial, so they're not, I say, you know, conventional. So they're not getting the micronutrients at the levels they perhaps should be. They're not getting the supplementation. You know what? They're not getting outside because they're elderly, disabled, it's cold in the wintertime. You see, I mean, when this hits in New England, whatever. So there are so many factors that... This is like, you know, Hippocrates, Hippocrates or Hippocrates, <laughs> I say tomato, you say tomato, you know what I mean? Yeah. In other words, yeah. he he talked about holistic, everything was in the old Greek medical care was holistic, meaning all factors being brought in together. It's yeah. never been like Big Pharma since the Flexner report pushed no. by Rockefeller, right. you know, like, and, and you know, illness
0: right, and you as know? I was talking about earlier, much of this disinformation, And fear and anxiety and hysteria was pushed by the media with stories that liberals still believe liberals still believe democrat liberal democrats still believe that there were refrigerated there were so many people dying they had refrigerator trucks in new york city they still believe that bullshit they still believe that nonsense there were so many bodies dropping everywhere that there was no room in the morgues see what happened was the media pushed this nonsense If there was ever any kind of a refrigeration truck or something like that for bodies, it may have been outside of a nursing home. Maybe there were a lot of people who died in one day in a nursing home, but they pushed it as though the general public had to worry about ending up in a refrigerator. You see, they pushed that on purpose. Big government pushed that. Big media pushed that. Big pharma pushed that because they wanted people to be afraid to stay inside, to wear their masks and wait for the vaccine.
5: Oh, I, as far as, okay, we had Elmhurst in New York where you have people lining up like crazy to, you know, get into the hospital who thought they may have COVID. Yes, fear pushed a lot of it. Some people, there's a certain percentage, as it turns out, as you know, who have the cytokine cytokine storm. That's been determined by American frontline doctors and frontline COVID critical care doctors and a Dr. Sankarachetian. And South Africa separate, you know what I mean? Not even colluding yeah. or not even you're communicating. That come day seven or eight, that's usually due to small percentage of people who have an allergic reaction to the spike protein, just like some people are allergic to bee stings and peanuts. And what they found, all these different practitioners in the front lines, is that if they treated people with corticosteroids and antihistamines, that that even though they may have come in with extremely low blood saturation uh, levels, you know, um, blood oxygen saturation levels, that once they got on the corticosteroids and antihistamines, they had resolution within 4, 8, 10 hours. So they were keeping them out of the hospital this way. Now, the other thing that considered two other factors that were causing bodies to pile up, I know a guy used to work in Norwood Hospital. He's like, I never, he's maintenance, but he's like, they actually had a truck outside, and you know this is what he was telling me, Richie. And but but they weren't being treated properly. People were being sent home, and then when they came back, their blood oxygen saturation levels were tanked, and then they were putting them on remdesivir. Now, if you study remdesivir on PubMed Open Access Medical Journal, it is if you anyone can do this PubMed remdesivir renal failure. You will find in the Ebola trials that drug. They pulled it from the Ebola trials because it was causing renalist kidney failures. Do you follow me? Yes, I yes. One third. Okay. So now you ask yourself. Here's here's what I'm trying to point out. If someone did end up in a body bag, it's because of malpractice. They were not treated properly. You know, and there were a lot of good doctors using, as you know, the repurposed drugs, meaning these drugs are on the World Health Organization list of essential medicines, billions and billions of prescriptions. You know what I'm talking about. Can I say the words here? I think I can on Colin, right? The dreaded ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, yeah, you know, course. protocols. Yeah. And, and then they were using they were using that in the beginning as an antiviral, but down, come day seven or eight, that's when you apply the um, corticosteroids and the Antihistamines, you don't give corticosteroids early, according to Dr. Paul Merrick, because you want your body to fight. You don't want to give corticosteroids, which suppresses immunity. But But I think think
0: the bottom line to all this is is that doctors doctors were also susceptible to fake news. Doctors were also susceptible, they're real people, they're humans, to fear and hysteria. And it was the fear and hysteria surround this, the lies around this that yes. caused them to put people on ventilators when they never would have normally or never. In other words, those people, we put them to the side. We were too much. It's going to be overwhelmed. We're overwhelmed. We're going to be overwhelmed. They never were. No hospitals were, but they did that because they were, they were scared into believing they were scared into believing that especially older people, if they came in with this, they were goners. They were goners. Forget about them. What do they call that? Triage? Yeah. They were, they were scared to believing this bullshit that there's going to be so many young people coming in that are easier to save. You want to save the young people's lives before the you know, people who are 90 years old, that they put these people on ventilators just to get them out of the way just to get them because they were so afraid of what was to come, which never came. You see, it never happened. You talk to doctors in most hospitals and they said it never happened. All this was propaganda. So when they talked about things like cytokine storm, remember, everything was big in the news for like a week or two. Cytokine storm was big for a week or two. The refrigeration trucks was big for a week or two. Then they came up with things like men couldn't get erect if they have COVID. And that went away in a week. The reason why none of these stories had legs is because they were all bullshit. They were all well, bullshit to fear to make people afraid and to make people desire the vaccine and can't wait and the first moment possible go out and get it because this is going to this is going to cure us. It was all based on lies.
5: I'm not disagreeing with the fact that there was disinformation coming from um, the CDC, the World Health Organization for sure. The 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 thing I'm suggesting is I agree with Don't forget, um, American frontline doctor Peter McCullough, who's peer-reviewed, like I may have mentioned, 600 peer-reviewed periodicals, the most published physician in in medical today. He's not a young pup, you know, and uh, he was testifying in Ron Johnson, Senator Ron Johnson's hearings, you know, Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson, about these facts. It's not like the Senate didn't hear it. And the same thing with Dr. Pierre Corey with frontline COVID critical care. That the issue was, some the cytokine storm was not a, a fallacy. It was a small percentage of people relevant to the cult, to the what, greater what population. What I'm saying is
0: that that storm happens with, with flus, with bad flus. It happens. It happens it wasn't just invented with COVID. It happens. But what I'm saying it, is yes. they right. They made that into a story that it really wasn't a story.
5: They made oh, it. as far as the press is concerned, I see Right, you of know. course. Yeah. They blew
0: it up yeah. into this thing, as though this is the next thing people have to – there was always the next thing, oh. right? There was always the next worry, the next anxiety, the next fear porn thing to come there, out. There's that a lot of fear porn. Yeah, well, it's, yeah. Not, only, not only is it pushed for the, the, the idea of everyone having to get that vaccine, but it was also pushed because it's sold, It got hits. It got people to watch television. It got them ratings. It got online magazines, hits, you know, and clicks. It was clickbait. A lot of it. And they continue the clickbait now, by the way. They continue. Even now, I see these clickbait stories, right, where it says, "Uh oh, monkeypox, monkeypox, COVID coming back, COVID back in Germany, COVID back in Germany, falls coming COVID, COVID again. They're continuing it because it gets them ratings. It makes oh, them yeah. money advertising money it's as low as you can get bill it's just it's just incredibly low
5: it really is yeah well you have other things going on here you have forces from like that you have klaus schwab who talked about in his own books about COVID, how this was the opportunity for their great reset there was a political agenda that was being pushed you know, worldwide through world governments. It didn't just happen in America, obviously. And the last thing is, well, I got a couple more articles I wanted to cite, but regarding treatment protocols. And, you know, people say, who is this? I've heard people say, who are you? You know, hey, I read, and guess what? Here's something. Anyone is entitled to get second and third opinions, right, of anything. Then when you do, ultimately, who makes the decision? You do. Do you right. follow me? Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, the idea that we're not supposed to research and look at different, you know, health modalities or op- treatment options and make a decision—we've always done that. For there to be one messaging coming from Fauci, and either we all follow that, or somehow we're un-American because we're putting everybody else at risk—is a fraud. Now, listen to this one because this makes this very clear. There's uh, this was out in WND. This just came out, um, October 11th. Pfizer executive confesses, vaccine never even tested on stopping transmission. Okay, so this article is again. I I I put it in the chat. Okay, so she's testifying. Her name? Did you hear about this one? Jenny I- Small. Bill, I just talked about that before it came on. Oh, you I, talked was, about that one too. Yes, okay, that you're on top you and I this. We okay. read the same
0: articles, don't we? We do. You know why? Because we we're not just into, we we don't just watch CNN or MSNBC or Fox. See, that's the whole thing. We don't do that. So we, no. we actually see these other articles. We look we look we look at Substack. We look at social media, yes. we read this other. So no. It was that the, the two things I mainly came on with today, if you weren't listening to listen me mm-hmm. was that the idea that, that they admitted it never stop the spread it was never going to stop the spread right. no information and the other one which i don't know if you've talked about yet which i'll get into more tomorrow is the cdc being in cahoots with big pharma oh yeah with, yes with with the with the conflict of interest where they had someone in bed where they had people embedded from big pharma in the mm-hmm. cdc and the cd was this is this is just this is just criminal activity it's all criminal activity whether you're lying about efficacy whether you have a conflict of interest between the CDC and Big Pharma, it's all, it's all criminal activity and people uh-huh. need to be – that's why you know I like, you, I like when, we talk, when you come on and talk about what happened over the last two and a half years with the treatments and the way it was overblown and the way doctors should have done this and that. But you know what? In a way, that's all behind us now. We need accountability for these people, for these people who lied and caused so much heartache, misery, death, destruction, whatever you want to call it. To people's bodies, to the economy, there needs to be accountability, Bill.
5: Oh, listen! I had a, my friend who worked with my dad, ten years younger than me, Chris, from when he was a teenager. I spent years working at with my father's bicycle shop, which got foreclosed on during the pandemic, uh-huh. and he bought it. This poor fella didn't want to get vaccines because he's like you and me, you know. But his parents are in a nursing facility where. They're in a separate unit, so one's partially disabled. So Chris comes to me and says, "Bill, I'm going to get the vaccines." I'm like, "Chris, man, He's <laughs> 50, down to down to his high school weight of fifty, lost a dog not long before who got fully vaccinated, went into his, uh, went into an allergic reaction and died. Right? right, like this had recently happened for him with his own dog, and which broke him. You know, it broke his heart. You know, he had this dog his whole life, and and so. Anyway, um Chris gets the vaccines. After the second vaccine, I'm like calling Chris. I'm like, hmm, I wonder what happened. I haven't heard from him in like two weeks. I don't know what's going on, you know, after the second vaccine rollout. And um keep on keep trying to keep in touch with him. I get an email from my brothers, it's an obituary. Chris died of a massive coronary. I called his mother. I said, Ann, what happened? Do you mind me asking? She said, and I got along with her great. She's like, oh, no. She said, well, the doctor said he was dead before he hit the ground. He never put his hands out. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. he had a massive coronary. This fellow had no comorbidities, was down to his high school weight. Do you follow me? Yeah.
0: And we're seeing and, more and more of these stories of people dying at a very young age. Yes. Uh, and what do you call it? Excess deaths are going up. And, and these are yeah. ex- excess deaths that have no COVID connection. COVID. They may have a COVID vaccine connection. They have no COVID, the virus connection. So we're seeing yeah. excess deaths go up, especially among younger people, which is why Florida just yeah. put an advisory saying we found that between 18 and 39-year-olds, there's an 84% increased chance of, of death and injury due to the vaccine. So. But responsible governments are putting out that information, like Joseph LaDapo and 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 and, uh, and Ron DeSantis. They're putting out that information. Okay. They're informing yeah. people. That's their job. It's the government's job to inform people and tell the truth. Not tell them get the vaccine, don't get the vaccine. This uh-huh. is the this is the this is what was this is what did not happen in Democrat-run uh-huh. states. This is not this did not happen in general nationwide. It Did not happen worldwide. Uh-huh. People weren't told. This is the this is the Uh, The possibility these things could happen to you now whenever you get any kind of a drug From a doctor don't they they always give you the possible side effects and when you go to a pharmacist Mm -hmm. And they fill that they go, okay, this is when you're supposed to take it This is the possible side effects and it's listed, right when you get the Mm -hmm. when you get the uh, prescription It's a whole thing. It's written out. It's all listed. These are your possible side effects These are the most common ones. These are the rare ones that was never done for this
5: vaccine, which is criminal. Oh, for sure. Now, regarding criminal, um, you know of uh, the attorney uh, Robert Barnes. You, you, yes. are you familiar yeah, with Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. And Steve Kirsch, who put out, um, I put a link in the chat. Um, Pfizer admits to COVID vaccine clinical trial fraud in federal court. Their defense is the fraud claims against them is. Is that because the government was in on it? It isn't fraud. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let's run that back again. Wait, government, the, wait so if the government's
0: in on something, it can't be fraud? Is that a new thing?
5: Oh, that's, yeah. the, that's the defense in federal court, the Pfizer attorneys. It just means that they are, along with the government, fraudulent. Well, you would think
0: it means they're both <laughs> that's fraudulent. That's all it means. Sorry, that the government's – wait a minute. That's a new thing. I know Nixon said if the president does it, it can't be legal. I've never heard the government does it, it can't be fraud.
5: I've never heard of that. (laughs) Well, that's there. It's you got to remember when attorneys go into court, they pull anything out of their ass as a front of defense. And
0: this is what I want to tell people I want to tell people who have been injured or hurt or know a loved one who's been hurt or injured by this vaccine. Just because the vaccine companies claim they can't be sued doesn't mean they can't be sued.
5: It doesn't mean they aren't being. Right. But this, this, uh, so the Substack, just to jump to it again, there's a whistleblower, Pfizer whistleblower. I gotta keep my voice down. I've gotten complaints from my roommate or the guy in the other room before. I have, my voice carries. I just speak this way normally. So anyway, so Pfizer whistleblower Brooke Jackson's attorney, Robert Barnes, isn't buying the government's argument. So you have a, I'm saying this, this article, Substack, is about a legal matter happening. And Robert Barnes, the great, a civil rights uh, um, uh, constitutional attorney is is representing um, the whistleblower, Brooke Jackson, Pfizer whistleblower. So that that is a substack I just put in. Steve Kirsch, who's- Yeah,
0: this is This is tangential to this, but I I'm watching. Yes. know, have you heard about that Camp Lejeune thing with the water? You've heard about that. right? Uh, not the, details, but
5: I've heard no, the so Camp Lejeune.
0: Yeah. They, they would do, you know, from 1955 to 1985. The water was was poisoned. The water was uh-huh. toxic. They've now found out that people got cancer and died. Anyone who lived on that base for 30 years, three decades, so now there's this huge civil class action. I see ads all the time for these, you know, attorneys who are saying, if you lived on Camp Lejeune in that time, blah blah blah, get in touch with us. So, but this is this is the government. So they they're, they're, they're still legally responsible. If that's what that's what, I mean. I was so stupid. The government's involved is not fraudulent. It's course That's yeah, idiotic.
5: Yeah. Idiotic. Here's the problem: when you go into court, it's the government that that is the 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 judge. That, let me say, and I've, we've all seen this. You know, it, the judge is supposed to just be. Um, in layman's terms, the referee, but he often becomes the arbiter of truth, and that's that's fraud on the court. That's abuse of judicial discretion. The jury is supposed to be the arbiter of truth. They're the fact finders, not the judge. But we often see this because when the court has got an agenda, like George Carlin said, in "Who owns America?" You know, the state houses, the courthouses, whatever, they're bought out. This is what happens, you know what I mean? And you got the executive, legislators, and judicial branches that are all hijacked in this inverted totalitarianism, you know, cited by Sheldon Wallen uh, and Democracy Inc. and where they actually run the government. Do you follow me? The the transnational corporations, churches, you know. Bill, Bill, let me go. Thanks for the call. Oh, sure. Thank you.
0: I really appreciate it all the time. Thank you. Good talking to you. Yeah, yeah. You too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we covered a lot today. We did. We covered a lot. But tomorrow we'll talk more about this and other stuff, anything else that might be on your mind. We'll talk more about uh, Kamala Harris's hilarious comment about how uh, leaders need to take responsibility for the immigration problem. This is a woman who's the vice president, supposedly the the border czar, has been to the border once in two years. And she's talking about Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis taking responsibility and doing something about it. What a joke she is, queen of word salad nothingness. Okay, we'll end on that. (laughs) This has been a Tuesday version of and let's be heard. I'm Micah Chobly. Remember, always remember, vote Democrats out of office. Vote them out now. Four weeks, four weeks, folks. Thanks for listening. Remember, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern, Monday to Friday, 7 a.m. London time. See you tomorrow night.